Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I was going to try, I'm trying to do like a screen record so I can like post it later. Let me see if it works. Okay. You okay? It froze for a moment. Okay. How is it now? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So <laughs> how are you? I'm so sorry about your puppy. Thank you. How are you I feeling? Know. You know, I'm surprisingly okay. Yeah. I'm surprisingly okay today. Um, after I had my meditation, um, what was it, yesterday? Yesterday I had a really good meditation, and um, my meditations bring vision, and he came and saw me, and I heard mm -hmm. him that he had a great life, and, um, you know, pretty much just saying that I made the right decision. Yeah. So, and then I stumbled. It was so weird. So I gave my husband a massage yesterday. And so I don't go in this one cabinet very often because I don't give him a massage all the time. Yeah. But um, a book stumbled out and I, it says, I will see you in heaven. And it was a book with a dog on it. And I was like, whoa, because I give me a sign that he's okay. And yeah. And all of a sudden I look the window and there's this beautiful rainbow. <sighs> so again, it was confirmation that my pup's on the other side waiting and it was his time, but yeah, I'm very blessed to have him for as long as I did. For sure. And that's amazing. You got those messages already, you know, I know so fast. And that's the thing. I think that, you know, we get messages all the time we just have to quiet our mind and allow for it to come in. Yeah. You know, people will be like, oh, how do you get these messages? Well, everybody gets these messages. It's whether you're aware of it or not. For and sure. Raising your vibration is, is one way to uh, raise your awareness. Absolutely. And like you said, that practice of meditation, it's like we're special, but we're not special. We all have these gifts. Yes, everybody has these gifts. You just have to reawaken them. They're all there, you know. Um, let me know if my connection's off at all. Last week I was having some internet issues, but hopefully today we're good to go. Oh, sure. Are you are you at work today? No, I'm at my home office, but we have like a Wi-Fi extender and sometimes it's funky. None of the kids are home today, so nobody's like on the internet but me. So I'm like, we should be good to go. Okay. So, yeah, I just, just had one lunch, so yeah. Okay, cool. I'm excited for you because you are launching your book. <laughs> I can't that believe it. Shoot. I know people. So exciting. People were like, "Well, when did you find time to write it?" Well, first of all, I started writing it like eight years ago. So did you really? Yeah. So writing a book is such an intimate healing process and then it's almost like source tells you when it's ready to come out it's the weirdest thing and it just so happened like this year when the COVID happened I'm like that's it I'm diving back into it I'm gonna edit all the stuff that I wrote again and relive it such a long time ago add different parts add new parts and it was just like I knew it was time and I think it was I have an ex-husband and we have a good relationship now, but, and I, and I hear this unfortunately all the time is I have an ex-husband that in the past was always trying to look for like a reason to take the kids away from me, but for no good reason. It was like an ego thing. So there was also a part of that, that I could not release my authentic truth 
until my kids were of age. So like if he was going to use something against me in the book, they can literally use their voices to say like, no. And that was a huge part of it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't of my own safety put out my authentic truth because that was a piece of it. Wow. Yeah. And there was a part of me, and this is like the funny joke in the book, was like, I thought the last chapter of my book was going to be the one. Like I found the one, which I did. It was me. But it's like when you're on this <laughs> spiritual journey, you think like my twin flame, my soulmate, blah, blah, blah. And it was like I had to go through the journey to understand that's not the journey. The journey's going through all these things to like find yourself who's the one and everything else is a bonus, you know, so allowing myself, I really didn't get into that journey till my 30s. So it just came together. Well, it's crazy because even like being so spiritual and knowing all these things that you know, it's like the layers. It's like an, it's like where this onion, like it's just layers and layers. You're never totally like know everything or experience mm -hmm. everything. And even if you have, it's like you are looking at it completely from a different perspective. Right. 100%. And even though you know all the information, there's still a part of you that wants to skip certain steps. There's certain parts of you that you just want the easier path or you do want someone to save you or you want that distraction. And honestly, all of that's okay, but it's just... I think what I hope people get from this is it's going to be an exciting, dramatic journey for people to read. So it's entertaining, but I hope people get the message of be authentic, be messy as hell, make mistakes, and don't stay in the shame and guilt of those mistakes. Like, that's what I hope people get is don't let the world shame you. Like, don't let the world put you in a box. Don't let the world put the labels on you. Like, you go do you. Whatever that means, as long as it's, it's safe and other people are safe, you know, be authentic. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I told, that I, it does resonate with me. My friend just um, made a comment down there. I don't know what exactly she said, but she said, does it resonate with her fellow projector? <laughs> um, yeah, she's talking about it different. I'm still learning what she just introduced to me, the project. Have you heard of that? The no, projector. no. What is it? I, you know, I can't really explain it. I don't really understand it enough. I'll have to tag you in somebody that explains it well. Okay. You can do your own research on, on it. Um, but there's certain people, it's like just different people receive information or speak things. Like for me being a projector, like I need to speak something before it resonates or it sinks in. Yeah. Like that's, I work well. Yes. Um, so actually, you, you'll find it interesting being that you have your psychology degree as well, because it kind of ties into that with a spiritual twist. For sure. So, um, but I wanted to also ask you, because a lot of people, and I know I've asked you this in previous uh, videos that we've done, but if you can explain, because being your title of your book is The Shaman's Daughter. Yeah. Um, so what is your take on a shaman? So the shaman, for me, it's kind of like a fancy name for a healer. But when someone, if I'm going to work with someone that 
calls themselves a shaman, I'm going to expect that they're synced up to like the cycles of the moon. They're synced up to like the um, rituals of indigenous cultures. And I'm also going to expect that it's like they use water, fire, air, um, water, like all of those elements in their healing. And basically, to simplify, just respects Mother Earth, Father Sky, and the powers that be at hand. Um, now, I'm not saying this person has to come from the lineage or even have been to Peru and Ecuador. Some people just have this ancient wisdom inside of them and it just flows naturally. And I feel you can almost like resonate and recognize that in somebody. And they might not even be in the path. Like they might be in corporate America, but just the way they flow, you can feel that, you know? Right, right. And, and that's something that you taught me is that I, I believe that I'm a shaman as well, mm -hmm. but I always felt like I needed like a certification. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but my whole life's journey and my past life's journey has created that for me. For sure. And so, hey, like you could go get all the credentials and stuff like that. Only sign up to something if it feels good. Right. You know, like right. don't think you already have it. Hey, if that's going to like tune it together and finesse it, cool. But it is. I think that's the society we grew up in. Right. Credentials for everything, you know. Just like because I, I, um, I'm a Reiki master. Yeah. So I had it prior to, and yes, taking the Reiki one to the master class, that all fine-tuned my tools. Yeah. I was actually fearful of it, but I wasn't ready till years later. Yeah. Um, but I think it's super cool that your dad is a shaman. Yeah. And that you, you were able to make up your mind and feel what felt right. Um, and that called to you. Yeah. How did you realize that like it called to you that you that was something that you wanted to pursue and, and do? Well, what was cool is a lot of people assume that my father was a shaman like when I was a kid. So the cool thing is like, no, he wasn't. Like he was a bartender and a bookie and we lived your normal middle class type of lifestyle. So he didn't really start his awakening on the outsides till I would say like his mid 40s around that time and that was when my parents were getting divorced so it was kind of cool that we like didn't grow up in this holistic ritual situation that we lived up like grew kind of like normal like American normal when he went on that journey I think it was cool that he gave himself permission to embark on a journey that was very different from what his current journey looks like so when parents do that, American culture says you're damaging your kids, you're abandoning your kids, almost like don't make changes. Right. But when you do something different than the norm, again, as long as it's safe, you're giving your children permission to change, recreate, reinvent, and embark on adventures that most of the world is going to say you're having a midlife crisis. And that's what people said about my dad. And I went through the same thing, too, when I went through my divorce and job changes and stuff like that because I was in corporate America. Everyone goes to, they're having a breakdown, they're losing their shit. Right. When 
truly they're like ripping away the programming and trying to live their authentic truth. So my dad has always been a rebel at heart and so have I. So him finding his heart, even if it took him make a U-turn, make a U-turn, rebuild, that was so inspiring to me. Now my sister has a totally different truth than me, but we're just like created differently. So him doing that and basically showing me the opportunities, because he knew I was unique, he knew I was different. But back then, he really didn't know how to help me. So when he got the tools, he would kind of be like, hey, like I learned this, or hey, come for sessions. So I'd be like a teenager getting like cranial sacral sessions. Or he'd be like, hey, I'm doing this class, do you wanna like pop in? Sometimes it might be a yes, sometimes it might be a no. So I think it was by the time I was 18, I was taking some of the cranial sacral shamanic classes very slowly. Like some people sign up and in a year they're done. I was like dipping in here, dipping in here. Cause I had a career. Um, I had a bachelor's in accounting. I had a great job as a supervisor in corporate America. But then people started coming to me for like, yeah. So people started coming to me for sessions. I was basically just doing it on the side for ever um so i would say my father gave me amazing opportunities and almost like just peering through his world helped me like okay this could be my path too and it feels so good it felt so good i just didn't know how it was going to work out you know because you're used to the benefits you're used to the nine to five and when you're raising kids in that too you're just not certain how it's going to work out and if you can even do it. Right. Well, I, I think it's pretty fascinating that like, you know, yes, I feel like everyone comes to a point where we, something happens where it breaks us open. Yeah. And that's where the curiosity comes in and that's where the awesome, like, change happens. And yeah. I think it's really cool that you both kind of broke open together and yeah. got curious and almost were each other's student and teacher. Yeah, and for sure. But that just, that just goes to show that a lot of times that souls are sent here on a mission together. Yeah. Oh, he's like my soulmate for sure. Yeah. I feel like we've had all the lifetimes together because we have, we like trigger each other and push each other. And it's almost sometimes I can feel when we shift into brother, sister, or if I like shift into mom and he's in son, or sometimes we shift and I'm like, I think we were like together in another lifetime because I'll notice he'll get like triggered in a, in a way mm -hmm. or like all his partners build this jealousy against me for no reason. So I'm like, geez, I think there's these soul imprints of all these lifetimes around yeah. us, you know? That's wild. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I feel a very strong connection with my dad as well. Like, and I think it's funny because our dads are both done. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dana's in the dance. But, yeah. Um, my dad is also very spiritual. Like, he did a lot of... Um, jiu-jitsu and you know a lot of the like eastern types of he studied a lot of eastern types of um like sparring and all that stuff that's and so cool so when i was little and my sister was little you know she would get migraines all the time yeah and this is before i even knew i was going to become a massage therapist and reiki master all that right 
And what he would do is he would do a massage on her head and he would do certain things to relieve our pain. Yeah. So um, that was something that I shared and that I took from my dad that helped me to get it step into where I'm at now. Yeah. But I also have felt very comfortable into speaking like with him about spiritual things. Yeah. You know, even saying like, oh yeah, you know, I do when I was a little girl, I'd be like, I feel like I've, I've known you before and past lives yeah. and my dad, you know, he never ever said like, you're weird or yeah. anything like that. You know, he would be like, I can see what you're saying, you know? And my mom, you know, yeah, she's kind of into it, but I don't know. There's just a connection where you can pick up with certain people. So I think that's just, I just think that's so cool that you and your dad kind of went down that journey together. I'm going to pick up a copy of your book because I, I really, I think that there's so many um, cool things in your journey that I'd like to know about because I, I feel like it can help a lot of healers that are starting out or even have been a healer for a long time. Yeah. Because there's so much that you can resonate with with you. Um, what are some other things that you can share? Because you don't want to share too much. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Like, a lot of people are excited. I have no shame about it. So I'm totally ready to release the stories out to the world because there's actually a lot of stories that some of my close family members don't even know. Um, that we kind of kept on like this DL and these are mostly just stories about me so and then other stories people have like no idea because I was healing and at the top of my career healing going through these huge personal changes and I think there was also a part of me that wasn't ready to tell that story because there's this like imposter syndrome how can i be this amazing healer and be falling apart right but here's the thing when you're a professional if you're a surgeon if you're a psychotherapist um if you're a healer your life can be falling apart and you can do amazing work Absolutely. there's because it's like splitting and i think that's something i had to reprogram in myself because I could see that I was literally helping people and then I would go home and I was like falling apart. I was either like in a custody battle. I was harboring like suicidal thoughts. Whatever the situation was, it was the weirdest life I was having. I was going out and healing. I was also being like this amazing mom, doing experiments with my kids, doing school stuff, taking them on adventures and then like literally in the darkest of the dark. So just, I think, sharing that with people, I hope will help them realize, like, we have different parts. So, like, even though this part's kind of breaking apart and falling apart, it also doesn't mean, like, everything is, you know? So I did deal with, like, suicidal thoughts. Um, I was in an abusive relationship when I was, like, 14. So it just goes through in and out those different journeys and I think and my father always said this to me I think I was sent here to learn things super fast in a really abrupt painful way because I could feel like my soul was like you need to be ready by this age so you can be like a mentor super young and we need you on this earth like mentoring for is like a big chunk of time 
Yes. Therefore, it's going to really suck. Like, it's basically going to suck till you're 30. But we will, like, give you the fruits of your labor after 30 and you'll be happy. But it was just, it was brutal, you know, just the different things. And as you're going through those changes, you also have the reactions of the people closest to you. And sometimes it's just not um, very supportive. So even just being vulnerable with those truths, like these were the reactions happening. And some of those relationships have repaired and have become stronger. So I think it's important to just, life is messy. You know, we, we expect someone to react a certain way or we desire someone to react a certain way. And sometimes that's just not what's meant to happen, you know? Right, right for sure. It's, it's hard to not, to get an idea of how something's supposed to be. And yeah. It, it's always going to be something totally different or getting <laughs> a curveball or, like, you know, taking your pain and turning it into your purpose. And, you know, you go through these things to... And you think like, oh God, how can I like live right now with this pain that I'm feeling or, but it's like, you know, years down the road, it'll show itself to you. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Now this person's going through this. I'm here to help mentor you through this, you know, and I survived. I can help you to, you know, identify what you need to do for yourself. Um, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And yes, it's like we're told all of these things and it's like it, we have to almost unlearn to be open mm-hmm. to new things because if you're so like narrow-minded you're not going to learn anything you're just yeah. going to go through like this like no I'm going to see what I want to see and you're not going to grow <laughs> yeah know? and I yeah and, and sometimes you know people learn later in life but I that's pretty cool that you uh you know, at, at 18 that you started embarking on this journey yeah. of spiritual. Well, you probably always had it, but didn't really know until 18. Yeah. It's like, I always knew I was different. All my friends were like super older than me because I was trying to find like a connection, substance, you know. Another thing that is helpful is when you're changing it's really uncomfortable for other people to receive it. It's like almost like when someone's going through a divorce or changing their career, people think it's contagious. Right. Which hopefully it is. Um, but it's like that change, even if it's a good change, it makes everybody really uncomfortable. And sometimes you get negative reactions, but it's just their stuff. So another thing is like, as you're going through these changes, be okay with, the reactions and don't take them in because a person's reaction is not a reflection of you it's a reflection of what's going on inside of them in that moment because sometimes we'll take that as information they'll slow us down yes you know so also knowing it's not personal and change just is uncomfortable for a lot of people you know right well and and just i feel like there's Especially right now, there's a lot going on with everybody. And, you know, we learn from each other. That's how we grow. We learn, we listen, we learn. And there's a lot of defensiveness, even if you're trying to speak your truth and be authentic. Um, I feel like there's some people that just will, like, no, you're not thinking right. Like, hey, okay, cool. Like, 
if that doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't make you wrong and it doesn't make you wrong. So, um, I think that that's a big, huge part of ascending and, uh, stepping into your purpose and being able to accept yeah. difference and knowing yeah. that you're going to change and not stay the same. Absolutely. And I, the more comfortable you get with yourself, like ascension or whatever the word we want to put on it, we become less reactive. So those people that are really working on their inner dialogue, their programming, they're not really reacting to all the stimuli that's happening. So I think that's, as, like, I don't want to mistake it for like, oh, you shouldn't stand up for what you think is right. That's different from not being reactive. Um it's almost like people that are confident in their own skin and have that strong sense of spirituality or even like religious belief, they know there's a bigger hand moving the pieces, you right. know? So it's like they don't have to react to everything that's going on. I really dislike any shame or guilt. I don't like when people's undertones are filled with shame. Like it just irks me, especially if it's projected at children. But shame is not productive. If you're trying to shame someone for a comment and they're adult, a child, it's not productive. So, like, think about, because there's a frequency and it feels like when someone's throwing shame at you, it feels like they're, like, knocking you down. Like, ew, that doesn't feel good. Right. That's unnecessary. Yeah. So there's got to be, like, better ways to gently correct people or don't, like, let them evolve into their own truths. You know? Right. For sure. For sure. I know. So how how is um, your fiancé about your book? And he, I'm sure he's very supportive and excited for you. Yeah. Yeah, he has no idea what's in it. And he hasn't asked. I think he might be a little scared. Um, But he's so even keel. He's a Gemini, but he's not your typical Gemini. Um, He's so calm and steady so um my kids have seen the chapter names my the chapter names have been out because like sometimes I would have to like correct the placement and the number so people have seen the chapter names my kids will make comments because there's one chapter that's called pizza rolls roller rink and abuse and, and so Brayden's like, what is that one about? I'm like, and they do know that I had that relationship. They don't know the details, but they're, they're my biggest supporters. Like the kids, my kids are like my biggest supporters. Kenny is super supportive, but again, I feel like he has not asked what is in this book, which makes me think there's a part of him that like almost does want to know because there is juicy details of some of my past sexual relationships but that's just part of the journey you know but he's got a big part in that too and all the names are changed so everyone's privacy is protected but yeah he's been super supportive just he is not asking what's in it which is funny it makes me laugh that is funny like I just don't want to know I know but I'm kind of like that's okay too like sure if he wants to bring that sure but yeah I know uh, I think that's so cool like I you know I've had desires in the past to write a book um 
But yeah, I don't know, you know, obviously spirit was like speaking through you and helping you uh, write it because I I know that you're very busy woman. You have a lot going on and to, to create something and be giving it your all and finishing it like during this time too, with all this craziness around you. It's just like the energy, not even, I mean, you know, we all had some downtime, but it was like that crazy energy being such a deep healer and an empath yeah. coming at you. Like, I, I feel it. It's amazing that you were able to like stay focused and allow spirit to speak through you to finish it. Yeah, I think, and that's just how strong like source is because it was so clear. Like, that's it. You're finishing it. Now's the time. I don't know why now is the time exactly. I can think about why it's the time, but it was Okay, it wasn't, it felt easy sometimes, but like when you're editing your own book, because I didn't, I've paid someone to edit this book that I've had in the works more about parenting. I did pay someone to edit that one. Maybe it was like a year ago, but again, Source was like, don't put it out yet. I didn't want someone else to edit this because I feel like everyone has a certain tone and I didn't want my tone to like disappear. Like I want people to read this book that know me because a lot of people will and like hear me in their head and laugh at her raw truth authentic <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah so I read it a couple times and then I found this app that will read it for me so I can hear it because sometimes it's like that dyslexia comes in so I did that and I was just like that was done and I was just like it's done it's done like it's that part was exhausting but it was fun otherwise so what, did you do like certain things to prepare yourself? Did you meditate? Did you, like, how did you create the time? Or did you just like set the time aside and say, today I'm doing this on my book? Like, how did you stay dedicated to writing a book? Yeah. It took so that's. Since we yeah. had extra time during COVID, I had chunks of time in the morning because since most of my work was remote, I would just not schedule anyone till like 11 a.m. So I would get up at 7, maybe do my workout, and boom, for two to three to four hours, just flow in my book. Some days I was over it. Like I didn't want to read about my stories again because emotionally sometimes it's triggering. At one point, I literally, because my custody battle was very traumatic, I had to reopen my legal files to really, because you block it out because it sucks. So to be factual, I needed to go back to those files and that really sucked, but I did it in one day because I just wanted to like open, close, done. Yeah. I did force myself to write almost every single day because here's the thing, like once you kind of get out of it, those days add up and I was like, I'm done. Like I was so motivated, I'm gonna put it out. So there is this part that some days you flow and you're super in the flow and some days you're like, you struggle to get in the flow, but it does, You it picks up and you go, you know? So I do like Glennon Doyle, I think she writes, she's a writer, she writes every morning for one hour. Okay, you have other writers that like go for three days to three weeks and vacation somewhere just themselves and boom, knock a book out. Wow. You know, like my book took almost like eight to 10 years, which was perfect though, because my story had to evolve. 
Yeah, you probably see it in your book. Yeah. And transition. That, I think that's amazing. Like, yeah. That itself shows somebody the healing, the real healing journey. Yeah. So it's all perfect. But I do say, like, if you do set a goal, even if it's with the help of source, you do have to structure it some way because life does get in the way. And I set boundaries with the kids. I was like, hey, like, this is my goal. I'm doing it. So, like, if they wanted to come talk to me, and even Kenny, too, I would be like, I'm in writing mode. I'll come see you, like, soon. Someone's asking, how do you get the book? I'll post it soon. Um, there might be a pre-release date on the Lionsgate, which is 8-8. For sure, it's going to be out 8-18. So just follow my Instagram and you'll get the updates and when it's officially out. Yay. But yeah, but having those sacred boundaries, when you have a project, like you also have to let your family know. So you can like... Like, I love you guys, but, like, I'm in the writing zone, you know, because you're in this story. Right. When you're writing about it, you're feeling it, you're seeing the people you were, like, you're in the body of what that was. That is, like, that is true, like, deep soul, shadow, like, hardcore looking at yourself. <laughs> and, and that that is breaking you open and... and you know, it's like seeing yourself on paper. Yeah, it's you know? weird. Yeah. It really gives you a different perspective of healing. Yeah. And um, I just, I feel like you're such a uh, very structured person. And maybe you always haven't always <laughs> yeah. been that way. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've only known you for a couple of years. But, yeah. you know, I love that you post your workouts and you're getting all your stuff done. And, like, you're, like, on top of it. But I find it funny because you're, while you're telling me your story about how you were like a hot mess at one point. A long, up and down. A hot mess, trying to keep it together, trying to do your thing. And here you are structuring your time and like, but that's because you went through your journey and I think you, you did a lot of healing before you were able to structure and, yeah. and figure out what flowed right. Well, and it's funny because my parents always say, like, I was always organizing my room and keeping it, like, super clean. And it's funny because my niece will wake up in the middle of the night and, like, organize stuff and clean stuff like she's, like, a mini-me. <laughs> so even though I was, like, going through the breakdowns and life was getting crazy, there was still this part of me that was, like, planning things. Like, a son or so was birth when I had, like, no money. I think I was... Going through my second divorce, custody battle was just about on the horizon. So there was no breaks. It was like divorce, marriage, divorce, custody battle. At the same time, I birthed a son your soul. You know, so it was almost like life was super shitty. Life was breaking apart. I was a hot mess, but I always knew I needed to wake up and be productive and do something. So I think it's like allow your life to fall apart, but like you can still create things and do things like there can be beautiful things in your life and things dying. It's like your rebirth. Yeah. Your and it's all at the same time. Yeah. And it can be a struggle. Um, and being a single mom, I feel like I've always been motivated, but when you're a single mom and like, 
I wasn't getting child support. I don't get child support. Like, I think it's like your life is your life. And for some reason, even when I was 16 and I moved out, I had a full-time job. I was paying my car payment. I had a super nice car. I bought my first house at 18. Some programming inside of me was like, you have to like just do it all for yourself. You know, so. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know how. That, that, that really is. And, and you know, I, I guess I, I look to and like that's something that I've always like wanted to be and I'm becoming that. I'm stepping yeah. into that. You, know, you can become whatever you want. Yes. But my idea was somebody's going to save me. Yeah. Who's going to save me so they can do it for me? Like, I don't know why my mind thought that I had to sit back. No, you can take action. Yeah. So I, I just find it so incredible, especially, okay, so talk about Ascend Your Soul because that is like you send out like emails and you always have these like beautiful things that you are sharing and, you know, teaching people. And I find it so, let you know, anybody doesn't know about Ascend Your Soul. Yeah. So AscendYourSoul.com, that's like my healing entity. So I, I want to say it was 2012. Again, same time divorce was happening. And there was kind of like many breakups that were happening during that time. I birthed that actually with a couple other women. And you'll go through the journey to understand why it's just me now. As I think it was like always meant to be. And I'm still connected to all those women. So that feels super good. But it's basically like my healing entity. It's a place to be inspired, to listen to podcasts, to watch YouTube videos, to tune into these events, um, to find services that you gravitate towards. But it's just a place. I wanted it to be a place for people to get the information they needed if that's all they needed, you know, and weren't into the services. But just if they're into the services, hey, here's some options. Um I'm trying to remember, I think me and those girls played around with different, like, similar things because we were super into Ascension. We were super into the Sun and Masters, and that was kind of like the final determination of the name. So it's just something that has, like, stuck with me this whole time, and I can't believe it's been eight years, wow. you know? It is a, it, it, it's a beautiful name, and I think that it is a lot of who you are and what you help people tap into. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, I do, I feel like you're my mentor. Like when I was called to you, like there's a lot of things that um, you've taught me in, in a short period of time. And like by following, you know, listening and reading your, your emails that you send out. Yeah. And like that, you know, I think it's beautiful. And so that's why I'm really excited to read your book that's just yeah. a little snippet yeah. of, of what you have to offer so I'm like I'm really excited to see like your journey and how it unfolded and what you learned and it's it's probably a and it sounds like an amazing experience yeah and I feel like I'm just this reflector it's almost like people forget who they are mm -hmm. and life takes over and I feel like I'm not even this mirror. I'm just this light, like maybe this rainbow light that just shines different parts of a person's being just to remind them, like, I'm not special. I'm just here to, like, remind you of, of who you are that maybe you forgot. And when you talked about, 
I just wanted someone to save me and just kind of take over. Like, that is so not your fault. That is, like, ancient programming of the feminine. Well, not even ancient. I, I'll take that back because the ancient feminine was not that. But it's just the programming that we're kind of secretly taught through, like, so many different... Like, the pink and the blue, the Disney movies, the the rescuing... Huge. My my favorite Disney film was Sleeping Beauty. Classic. Sleeping Beauty. And now looking back, being an adult and going through what I went through, um, you know, my parents are wonderful people. They're loving people. But my mom struggled with, you know, alcohol addiction. And, you know, the house was always a mess. Yeah. Very embarrassing. So it was almost like I'm locked in this tower. Who's going to come save? You know, it's it's just interesting how I linked myself to that movie. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, someone's going to save me. Yeah. Cinderella, someone's going (laughs) to save me from the abusive. (laughs) I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's we're we're like programmed to believe that um, someone else can do it for us. Yeah. And just recently, I, uh, you know, I've I've kind of come into my own, like, why didn't I think that I could be my own boss? Because I just didn't think I could do it. For some reason, I had this belief that I'm not good enough to do that. And it took I've been also seeing a counselor for yeah. years because I just think mental health is so important. 100%. For yeah. full circle, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting, you know, it's not, nothing wrong with getting help. Um, yeah. And, and having somebody hold that mirror up. You know, you could have many mirrors. It's actually really good. I, I've been <laughs> yeah. feeling like this has helped me ascend even further. Um, but it, it finally took her to... I, you just listen. Yeah. And I finally was like, oh, no, I, I can open my own business. It clicked. Yeah. So, you know, I do feel like you are a light for people to see that. And you ignite people and you get that going. Like, even you, you're a big part of, like, how I've ascended in the last couple of years with the healing that I've received from you. Um, balancing my chakras and my energy and like cleaning out some old like nasty stuff from past lives. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of people don't have that experience or haven't done what you offer as a healing treatment. And it's, if anybody's in the area, um, you know, it, that lives in Illinois, um, you know, what is it? I heard, you're like an hour from me. Yeah, which is like right by Hinsdale, Illinois, and Downers Grove. Yeah. Yeah. I'm way up towards like Lake Sturr area. Yeah. But it takes me an hour to get to you, but I still go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if anyone has an opportunity to see Dana, and I'm not just like throwing this out there just for whatever. Yeah. It, it's seriously one of the most healing things. Um, I look forward to coming again. But um, your book, tell me more. I'm 
so excited. Um, I'm hoping, I'm waiting for my copy to come first okay. before I'm like, okay, let's go. When I heard the Lion's Gate was like 8-8, eight, eight, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can like hurry up and kind of bump it up and maybe just like to my clients, let them kind of get it on that date, like secretly kind of put it out. Um, so I'm waiting. I think my copy is going to come on August 5th. So hopefully it comes on time. And if that's it, we're ready to go on the 8th. Um, and then I got to send my dad a copy because he's, he's one of, how can I say this? The biggest influence in my life on my journey, negative, positive, good, bad, and ugly. Again, we're like soulmates to the 20th degree. So also sharing that with him and like letting him know, because since we have this intimate relationship, he's going to be a big person in my stories, in my book. And it's funny. He knew that I was writing this book for a super long time. And I never told him the name of the book that I titled it finally. And it was so funny. He came over here the other day with his friend and I told her, I was like, oh yeah. She's like, what's the name of it? And I just told her. And then I was like, Oh, I don't think I told my dad yet because that would feel kind of like honorable that it's almost like I'm naming it after him, but like not at the same time. It's like this stamp of honor. Um, so I told him and his face lit up, you know, so, so yeah, he's a big part in my journey for sure. And I feel like a lot of people idolize us or our relationship. And I did put a lot of vulnerability and intimate detail meaning I showed the ugly parts of our journey mm -hmm. because there was no way I could keep that part out there was a part of me that was like oh I hope he doesn't have a negative reaction to that and I have no idea if he will but it was like so many people put us on this pedestal and into him like oh you sh you're probably so proud of Dana you have to be so proud of her and then people come to me and say oh you're so lucky to have him as a father and that's great, but I want people to understand, like, we're real people that have gone through real things and got really strong through that. Right. So right. that was probably the hardest part is to be that vulnerable because I don't know people's reaction to my story. And I have to be, I have to trust my intuition that being that vulnerable is going to, like, be okay. Right. Trusting <laughs> intuition is key yeah and be authentic and I'm sure that that's what you bring to this book no I'm excited so definitely I will post um the exact date I'm hoping to get it out on the 8th this month in support of the Lions Gateway that's opening up which is I'm excited for some people might be scared I feel like when I tune into that energy it feels like if you want to birth and create something or change something, seriously, do a ritual on 8-8. Do something because it just feels like, it's like a stampede. Like, the gates are going to open and either you're going to get trampled by the energy that you're avoiding or pair with the energy and heal and expand and do some awesome things. So do you... Are you going to do a ritual tonight with the full moon? Yeah, I'm going to do... I have so many things to burn. 
Um, I save like sacred things I write and Palo Santo and Sage and I haven't been able to really do a full full moon ceremony for a while. So I am going to do one. I literally have the stuff on my counter so I don't forget. <laughs> yeah, right. I, today, actually, before we, um, we, we came on live, I took a bath and, uh, oh gosh, what is her name? Rising. Oh man, I'll tag you in her thing, which maybe you can post it too with this video. Okay. But she sells these amazing bath salts and um, there's crystals inside. Uh, so we like send a whole kit. It's so pretty. Like Palo Santo, Sage. Uh, um, and she has like these four bath, they're bath bombs, but they're infused with different uh, essential oils. And then it looks like it's so prize like crystal inside that is so oh. fun so today i had a lavender bath for <sighs> calming and i had it here actually this is my crystal that i got today yesterday. oh my gosh that is such a cute idea and it's such a you know so i did my whole cleansing whatever is no longer serving me i yeah. release you now i transmute you into the white light and it felt so cleansing to wash that negative energy off. Yeah. And, um, you know, just with after losing my cup and having mm. such a heavy heart. Yes. Um, even though I really gave myself grace and allowed myself to feel the feels. Because I think that's important, too. Instead yeah. Instead of trying to, like, I'm not upset. It's like, no, I'm really hurting. Of course. And I, and I just cried. But he's... He's at Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, no, it's but, so beautiful in those moments to let yourself feel and also remember, like, the journey continues on. Uh -huh. You know, like, I wonder what his soul is going to reincarnate to. Like, I wonder what his next assignment is. You know, like, it's so painful. I love you. I don't want to leave. Don't right. want you to leave. But when you do leave... I wonder. He made me feel that he came here with me for a purpose to go through my journey of ascension. Like, yeah. he was my ascension dog. Yes. He helped to get me where I'm at spiritually. Like, every time I would meditate, he was next to me. Mm. And I would feel his energy. So... You know, yes, my meditation, I was crying. Yes. Yeah. I was seeing him. I felt him. I heard him. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to be able to experience. And yeah. I'm so grateful that I can do that um, and tap into the energy and know that he's not gone. Right. He's just a different form. And I do feel that he will continue to uh, the cycle of lives with me. Yeah. I, he's like really a, a soulmate of a dog. Um, you know, yeah, who knows what he'll, he'll be next round, but I know that he's waiting there until I can get there, until we mm. can be. <laughs> and it's amazing how you're like, he, he was like my ascension pup. Like, mm -hmm. in a sense, he's like, okay, like you're good. You're good now. So I'm going to yeah. step, I'm going to step back a little bit. And yeah. there's going to be some interesting space 
for you to like expand a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Cause it, it, it you know, he was getting really sick there yeah. for a while. And I know that he felt bad that, um, he was sick and he had diabetes. So mm. he was, you know, shot twice a day and, um, you know, but he came to see me the night after he passed. He came to see me, and he hasn't been upstairs. He hasn't been able to come upstairs in a couple of years. Yeah. So he put his head right on my bedside where mm. he used to when he would whine when he wanted to go out, and I felt him at 3.33 in the morning. Of course. I woke up, and I was like, oh. Look at my, you know, and I'm like, I totally felt him. Yeah. Me. And of course I cried and I allowed it to come and I just allowed it to, to happen. Um, but it was just, it's beautiful that he's giving me all these signs. Yeah. And maybe because he was my meditation pup. Yes. We had that frequency together and we knew how each other's energies felt. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. And have his niece and nephew. So that's yeah. pretty special. That's so special. Mm-hmm. Your dogs are so pretty. I was looking through the pictures when I was on the trip. I'm like, just like yeah. the eyes and the energy. They're like wolves. My, my yes. Yeah, I love huskies. Yeah. so loyal. And this is something he told me too. He's like, you... You are... You were loyal to me as, as I was loyal to you. Oh. Because I... As he got older, I couldn't walk as much. You know, I would do shorter walks or I wouldn't do walks until I had the help with Tony. Yeah, great yeah. walking dogs that big. Like, yeah. I couldn't just take the young pups without him. Yeah. He'd just be brokenhearted. Yeah. And he's like, was the time to give the pups what you gave to me. Oh, so, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, what a beautiful journey. Like, the ends are painful, but just when you... You were so mindful and present in that journey, so you have, like, all of that, you know, to carry with you. Well, and I do feel that we were given a gift of... Because he was, like, literally, like, not moving. Yeah. When we came home, unfortunately. That sitter was here. She was a young girl, so sweet. Yeah. My kids, they're all crying. My husband touched home, and he was just pretty much like lifeless. We got mm-hmm. him to the vet. They were able to give him this medicine that gave him a little bit, like it gave him another, it like hooked him up enough where he was walking. Yeah. He started eating milk bones, which he never ate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never ate those, but he ate like six in a row. And we're like, he <laughs> shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and then we got to take him outside for a walk. And he was smelling the air and mm. just walked around, but then his legs got tired. Yeah. And then he had a drink of water. He laid on a mat, and we just snuggled him, and he fell asleep, and that was it. It was like, it was like such a beautiful. That's perfect. You know, we didn't have to see him in in pain. It was like he gave us a gift of of showing who he was before. Yeah. Which it does make it hard because then you second guess, like, oh, what yeah. Did we put a- better but the vet did say like this was just yeah you got a little bit of time yeah which is a blessing it was such a blessing it was a beautiful experience just Tony and I just as how we first got our pup yeah he was our baby Uh, um, yeah so 
I know animals are special and they're definitely here on a spiritual journey with us too. 100%. Like we went on the fishing trip this weekend and there wasn't dogs allowed so I couldn't bring Thor with me. But like I kept thinking like if Thor was here, it'd be so much better. You know, like that bond you have and it's just when they're all doing things. Yeah, it's so I'm like, okay, next fishing trip. We're finding like a house that can take animals because it's just so much better. Yes. They're special. Absolutely. And now, you know, three pups is a little much like that was not ever. Yeah. Yeah. The way it happened. But we're looking in hindsight like, wow, what a blessing because they have they still have each other totally yeah they are mourning them but they still have each other yeah so it's um yeah pets are oh, they're so important um one of my girlfriend tracy i think i i told you about tracy but she talks about telepathy yeah like how you can talk with your animals and i feel like that's definitely yeah like, i know you probably have that with thor like you just have yeah. like this understanding and maybe it's energy too but yeah they're important so. they're so important i know coming back to the trip i can tell his anxiety is high like he doesn't like when i'm gone and then there's almost like since his system was so hyper probably since i've been gone for a couple days it's almost like he's just you can tell he's like exhausted yeah, he's like, okay, you're home, but I'm just, I'm wrecked. So I'm going to, like, sleep for a couple of days. And I hate that he gets like that, but it's like, he has this soul connection with me. And it's like, when I leave, he literally thinks I'm, like, not coming back or something. I don't know what it is. So he's, like, upstairs sleeping right now. Separation anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some of them do. And that's, that is... Usually, I think because they have such a strong tie, such a strong soul tie with you. Yeah. Aw, he's so cute. I he know. Morning, I feel. But do you meditate with Thor? Does he meditate with you? Yeah. Even if I do like a remote healing session, like from the house, he'll always be like next to me, just chilling out. So he definitely gravitates towards that energy, you know. So yeah, he's wherever I am, he is, you know. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, I'm so happy we made time to do this. I know it's been a little crazy and busy, but the timing worked out perfect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And let's do it again. Maybe we'll do it like in another couple weeks. Yeah. When it actually launches. Yeah. Yeah. Get some feedback. People's favorite parts. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Details. I know. I know. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I'll post this soon. Um, And I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.